With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Anxious Black Belt Podcast. <clears throat> this episode is uh, inspired by Jamie Club's recent podcast, uh, Revenge of Marshall Movie Massacre, where he interviews Jan Drachman, uh, if I pronounce the name properly, and they talk about the underrated movies. And Jan is talking about Sounds of Metal, which I wanted to watch uh, for some time now. I actually managed to watch it yesterday. And Jan is um, bringing the subject of what would you do if you lost the ability to do what you love, just like the uh, hero in the movie who is a heavy metal musician and he's losing his hearing and he needs to adjust to new reality and um, obstacles being thrown at him by life and how difficult it is to find new passion. Um, by the way, I recommend to to see that movie and that uh, kind of spark up um, my thought, what would I do if I lost ability to do karate? And the first thing which came to my mind uh, was cars, because I do enjoy working on cars, having cars. Um, if I had more money, I would collect cars. Um, and I like classic cars, so that's uh, one of the good passions to have, to be able to work on them and restore, go to the shows and meet new people and uh, pretty much like uh, karate seminars but you're going and showing instead of your skills your workmanship but here's the problem if i would be not able to do karate i doubt i would be able to hold spanners or drive the car because you can do so much of a karate with uh, pretty much most of the disabilities so it would be probably something that i cannot move my limbs or i don't have a enough coordination or something which kind of put the cars out of the reach with whatever would be so then I was thinking what the hell I could do and that I'm enjoying and uh, kind of I've always been interested in bonsai trees and, and, and watching the videos about it and <clears throat> had my bonsai tree which kind of died on me um, most mostly because I chosen the most difficult one to start with and um, growing from the seed. It was going actually quite well for a few months, but then life got busy with children, and I uh, just didn't have time to take care properly of it. And uh, you know, 
on superficial every subject looks easy and you can do it and uh, when you start digging into it it's a bit more to it than um, on the first viewing so but I think I would do that so coincidentally I got the couple of uh, months a easier tree to grow it's actually uh, I think a three-year-old tree it's the Chinese elm and uh, after having a few trouble with it uh, I think I overwatered it a couple of times and the leaves went yellow and start dropping and uh, now I think I got it spot on because after a part of the stagnation and uh, now it's flourishing and uh, I've got loads of new shoots and uh, the the cover of this episode gonna be in that tree and from that I started watching the videos about uh, trees and end up from having a one to having an eight and probably gonna have a couple more but uh, not the usual way of going and buying it but I'm gonna be um, growing them so I went on a trip around my garden and found um, three little trees just germinating and growing so I'm gonna I put them in the pots and a week in the pots and they didn't die yet it's a success for me I think and so I'm gonna be cultivating them learning on them I as well went for a run those who seen my post on Facebook um, I done a massive three million three hundred thousand millimeters run and I haven't died which is another success for me because I hate running but uh, my children are getting quite proficient with running so I want to keep keep up with them and I don't want to embarrass them on playgrounds that I cannot keep up with them and being that that dad who just sits on a bench and does nothing and just telling them off I want to be an active dad so took up uh, running as well but <laughs> my runs finishing bringing the trees back because I always liked a willows uh, especially the weeping willows my grandma had a house uh, by the river where I've always been playing in the willows and I always liked the willows I don't know why maybe the loops maybe I don't know <clears throat> but uh, there's a lake next to us and I read how easy it is to grow uh, willow bonsai trees because uh, they are very hardy trees and I just chuck them in water and they just grow so I went for a run next to the lake and come back with three trees home my wife was like what 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 you went for a ride run and then you're coming back with uh, trees are you mad sort of so that uh, one tree turned into uh, seven or eight trees and now I'm gonna go uh, next Thursday for a run in the forest and I'm gonna try to find a bit older trees that I can dig up and uh, put them in this because um, like I said if you dive deep into it it's a fascinating process of pruning taking care growing the tree and seeing the changes and I don't know it makes me since I started doing that it makes me a bit more calm so I can sit there and have my coffee and uh, uh, repot the tree or trim it or think about the design look at the tree see the different angles of it and focus on different things 
shaping, reshaping, you know, learning to take care of something alive and not cook it up. So at the moment I am enjoying that. Uh, and as well, Max, my son, likes helping me with it, which is great stuff. So we can uh, both do two different trees and he was helping me wiring them the other day. So I think that would be my choice of what I could do if everything goes wrong. Because I think that even uh, not being able to use my limbs to uh, carve it or prune it or trim it, um, I can still think about the design, see how I want to do it, and if I'm still able to, to uh, <clears throat> be communicative, I can explain to people, wife or children, you know, I would like to do it like this. And then having that few trees, I can observe changes with them. And, you know, you've got the changes of uh, weather and going from autumn to winter to spring. Um, you can observe the changes and have some um, quality time, I would say, just like reading, you know. Um, so my wife, on the other hand, she said yesterday that uh, when we were watching that movie and that she would like to do music. Uh, if she could hear, um, depending on what happens, if, you know, you would have to adjust because it's not that uh, simple to guess what will happen uh, as your disability or inability to train but it's an interesting concept and you know watching that movie it's it's very strange to think how would one behave losing one of your main sensors sensory sensory features like you know eyesight or a uh, hearing or smell touch how your life would change and to be honest i cannot imagine because you know you imagine in without ever experiencing it so my imagination i think wouldn't be exact what is happening and in that moment you are not able to predict what would behave i probably would be very frustrated and angry and um, I don't know I don't know it's kind of beyond my ability to imagine that situation but you know the movie make me made me feel that I am very uh, very much taking things for granted you know you don't think that yeah, you're going to the club and you could fall over hit your head lose your eyesight or being punched and lose a hearing in one ear let's say or being kicked in your ear and stuff or um, lose your mobility because you you've been hit or pushed or slammed and your spine broke so it is kind of scary to think that we're going to the club and, and fire you doing what best you can to prevent things happen but it could happen anything you know those who read my book know that uh, I've been close to do that because um, I done that stupid backflip flip 
where my coach told me not to do it because I'm not ready and landed on the head and then seven years of um, not able to lift the hands up and I remember that that time I was very frustrated with it because you want to wrestle you want to do karate and uh, your body says no you're not going to do that because we're not going to allow you because you've got a shooting pain into your chest that takes your breath away and you cannot keep up with the other guys luckily that's passed managed to have found a treatment that helped with it and it's 99% gone but still sometimes when something clicks pops um, I've got a huge pain in my chest and the hands uh, are kind of frozen to shoulder height and at that time being young I didn't adjust I just I you know trained whatever I could do so I suppose that stubbornness in me would uh, took over and I'm probably still with doing whatever I can but yeah it is an overwhelming feeling of hopelessness I can imagine um, maybe it would be easier for me because I am in the uh, surrounding of people that going through that daily you know I've got a deaf profoundly deaf student um, learning from her how it is you know seeing how she copes with stuff she seeing that uh, you know she's doing okay i've got as well a student with the ms who suffers a lot but is always cheerful and um okay always grabbing the life with both hands and uh, do whatever he can and i've got a member of family who is disabled with one hand and he's doing great as well and uh, you know people with diabetes and and other illnesses and they and they keep going they keep fighting so i suppose it is uh very overwhelming to think about it but i hope that um, when it happens if it happens and when it happens um those qualities of the you know overcoming things would you learn karate would uh, kick in and just find a new ways of training or doing stuff. But I think even if I couldn't do karate, I would probably stick to writing books about karate and uh, doing whatever I can in my mind and, and putting the effort to do to do that. Um, at the moment, I'm limit, limited as well because I've got that injury of my shoulder, which uh, every time it's getting better, my uh, two-year-old daughter jumps on me and we're back to square one so i suppose for another couple of years i'm gonna be having a dodgy shoulder uh, but that's uh nothing structural it's just like a tendonitis or pulled muscle um i tried the uh, different ointments for it and uh, uh, therapies uh, it, it helps but you know you cannot help injury when you it's reoccurring it's in 90 percent of healed you go back to normal do stuff normal and then bang and you're back to square one with the injury but hey ho i'd rather um have a keep my daughter happy and suffer a little bit of a pain but i hope it's gonna get better because uh wife is taking over a little bit now and um children jumping on her which is a result for me but I digress a lot. Um, 
So yeah, the question is, what would you do if you couldn't do what you love? It doesn't matter if it's karate or whatever. What would be your solution? Do you think you would find something else or persevere in doing what you do? Found a different ways? Interesting question. Um, think about it. If you wish, you can let me know on Facebook above the this post or, or you can send a message through through the anchor or anyway i hope you enjoyed it a uh, bit of a thinking on my part and an explanation what i would do um and i uh, speak to you on the next one i guess all the best take care sports social podcast network